Learn how to build your faith in God's word and live a life of 100% victory 100% of the time. As you listen to the senior pastor, Davis Christian Center, Pastor Kingsley Okunkwo, and expect God's word to work for you. A lot of big, big hands. Woo! Praise God. Hallelujah. He's a good, good father. He's such a good God. Lord, we just bless your name. You are the ever faithful God. You are the ever present help in time of need. We give you worship. We give you praise this morning. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. One more time, let's give him the praise this morning. Give him the praise. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Alright, shake somebody before you sit down. Shake somebody, give them a hug if they allow you to. Praise God. Hallelujah. Alright, we're going to round up the teaching on university today. Praise God. I mean, if I've enjoyed this series so far. Praise God. How many people got their t-shirts? Praise God. Alright, this shows how much people cooperate with what we're doing in church. Some people just want anything they like. <laughs> Praise God. Typical Nigerian behavior. Alright. Those of you that don't always flow with what we do in church, you need to learn to flow with the house sometimes. Alright. I'm not talking about people that are new people. Maybe you just came this month. You don't know us. You don't like us. I'm talking about people that are regular attenders. If you make it a habit to disobey instructions and to go against what has been done in the house, one day you will miss out on something God has for you. There's a reason God planted you in the house. If he wanted you solo, you will be doing church in your house. Mm. We are useless except we are unified. Our strength is in our unity, not in our numbers. If you have 10,000 people that are not unified, they are useless. They are all pursuing their own divine. They are useless. If you have 10 people that are unified, you know what God said about people that are unified? He said nothing will be impossible to them that they have planned to do. DJ, bring the scripture up. I think my message today has even changed. Mm. Because it makes us weak as a house. He said the kingdom divided against itself. I cannot stand. Look at this, guys. He said, this is Genesis 11. These guys came together. They said they want to build a tower and a house that will get to heaven. <laughs> now, of course, um, they didn't mean we'll get to where God is. What they meant was that they were going to build something phenomenally high, you know. Maybe like the tallest building in the world kind of thing. That time that there was even no technology. These guys wanted to do it. He says, now the, the, the whole uh, world had one language, and uh, it, that's the beginning, okay. And a common speech. Next verse. It says, as the people moved eastward, they found a plain in Shina and settled there. Continue. It said, they said to each other, come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used brick instead of stone and tar for what? Mortar. Next verse. It said, then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city 
with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. You see, this was the real problem. It wasn't their project. God had no problem with their project. Because today people have skyscrapers. He said, but let's make a name for ourselves so that we'll make a name for ourselves so that otherwise we'll be scattered over the face of the whole earth. Next verse. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower that the people were building. Next verse. He said, the Lord said, if as one people speaking the same language, they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Give me another version of this verse. He said, God took one look and said, one people, one language. He said, why? This is only a first step. No telling what they will come up with next. They will stop at nothing. Give me King James. Give me King James. And the Lord said, behold, the people is what? One. And they all have what? One language. Meaning they are all saying the same thing. The people is one. And God said, this is what there's nothing they can do. You see, no reference to their number. The reference was that they were one. He said they can achieve anything. They can achieve anything. They can achieve anything. Once people come together as one, they can achieve anything. It doesn't matter their number. If they are 10,000 and they are not one, they will achieve nothing. If they are 10 and they are one, they will achieve something. So don't make it a habit um, to be in a church and not follow what we're doing. You are weakening us. You are weakening us. We are useless except we are unified. We are useless except we are unified. Haven't you noticed that the best time in Nigeria is when we are playing football? We are all unified at that time. We have one goal. What's the one goal? To win. So nobody cares your tribe at that time. Nobody cares your tribe. After that, we just start talking rubbish again. So why did they put this minister from so and so place? What of my own place? <laughs> Straight. But when we are free football, we are all one language, we are all praying, no matter your religion, pray. We are your religion, pray for us to win. So that's why sports is one of the areas we have done best the most. Those days, but now, <laughs> but those days, we were winning gold, we were, we were, we were going fine, World Cup. Because we were one. We didn't care who, who, who was on the team and who was scoring. We are useless except we are what? Unified. Our strength is in our unity. Ten people that have one mind can shake a whole town. Ten thousand people that are all chasing their private agenda are useless. Their number don't count. Number don't count. Come on, tell anybody. Are you hearing? So, when you make it a habit to just block your ears when something is going on in church, you are weakening the house and weakening the team. Okay, let me catch up on some of the things on university. I'll end with the five things that can make you happy. I'll run through it quickly as fast as I can. Number one. Managing what you want versus what you need. Managing what you want versus what you need. If you are going to live a happy life, you are going to be a happy person, you must be able to draw the line between what you want and what you need. What, does, what do I mean by this? I mean, like I said throughout the teaching, 
the natural tendency is for you to go for what will make you happy short term. You know, when you wake up in the morning, you pick your phone, you want to go for entertainment uh, material. You go to Instagram, you go to social media, you just want to get abreast of what is happening. That's what you want, but that's not what you need. What you need that morning when you wake up is to refresh your soul. That will give you a better standing to deal with the issues of the day. Somebody getting what I'm saying? The natural tendency is for you to sleep till almost the time you need to wake up and move out. So if you are going to work, even if you leave 5 a.m., you wake up 4.30, quickly have your bath and just jump on the road. No time to pray or no time to do any other thing that will develop you. That's the tendency. You slept too long. If you are going at 5 a.m., it means you can't sleep till 5 a.m. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Most people don't go for enlightenment. They go for entertainment. Everybody has 24 hours. If you are not getting smarter than you used to be, it means you are, you are, you are feeding on wrong, wrong materials. Every day you should be getting wiser and smarter, more intelligent, more exposed. And the internet is available today. There is material for anything. You can become intelligent in any area. But most people spend the bulk of their time on what they want, which is entertainment. Entertainment, entertainment. They don't focus on edification and enlightenment. That one builds you up. They don't focus on that. So first step, separate what you want and what you need. Second step to living a life of happiness, learning self-control. Learning (laughs) self-control. You have a choice between no control and self-control. You have a choice between what? No control and what? Self-control. The normal slogan people have is do whatever makes you happy. Better don't take that advice, sir. That's a very bad advice. Do whatever makes you happy. (laughs) What they won't tell you is that the thing that will make you happy now can cause you big problem in the future. Do whatever makes you happy. If you're already above 40, hope you know you can't eat anything you like. Do whatever makes you happy. (laughs) If you're above 40, you can't eat anything you like. If you're above 40, you can't afford not to be doing exercises. You can't drink anything you like. You can't smoke anything you like. They have repercussions that you won't like. (laughs) Is somebody getting what I'm saying, sir? So, no control versus self-control. Our natural tendency is to binge on things we like. Do whatever you like. Drink whatever you like. Eat whatever you like. Listen, the way life is structured, when you control yourself, as regarding most things, you'll be happier for longer. I gave the example about um, your best food. If, if um, jollof rice is your best food, if you eat it morning, afternoon, night, morning, afternoon, night, morning, afternoon, night, for three days, you will get tired of it. If you eat it once a week, you will get great pleasure from it. If you eat it once a month, you will get more pleasure from it. So self-control actually brings you more happiness than no control. No control. 
I'm attracted to somebody. No control says, start sleeping together. No control says, move into his house before marriage. No control says, fornication is not bad, we are planning to marry. No control says, even though he's married or she's married, I'm in love. That's no control. Self-control knows that there are boundaries. God puts boundaries not to limit us, but to safeguard us. The boundaries on the road, in, 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 most, in most reasonable countries, they have where pedestrians should walk <laughs> and where cars should take. Am I correct? The boundaries there is not to hinder your life. The boundaries there is to what? Save your life. When God puts boundaries in our lives, it's not because he's a dry person. He wants you to be um, sad. He's telling you that, look, without these boundaries, you will self-destruct. You will kill yourself. The boundaries help you. Somebody get what I'm saying? He said, don't remove the ancient landmarks which our fathers have put. They say, don't remove the boundaries. The boundaries are important. They are to help you. Not to stop you. No control versus self-control. The world will tell you, do whatever makes you happy. Do whatever you like. You don't have to control anything. God will tell you. You know, we did, you said last week that wisdom of God is the secret to happiness. God will tell you, you must be controlled about everything. Controlled about what you eat. Controlled about how you act. Controlled about what you say. Controlled about how you treat people. Controlled about sex. Controlled about money. And every other thing. Number what? Three. Self-centeredness and selflessness. Self-centeredness and selflessness. <laughs> the way the world will tell you is that, hey, look out for yourself. They say, heaven help those who help themselves. By the way, that thing's not in the Bible, okay? <laughs> Don't let anybody make you feel it's in the Bible. The world, generally, we paint a picture that, hey, you must take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Focus on yourself. Focus on yourself. And that's what everybody does. But do you know, sir, you get no joy from focusing on yourself. This is the reason why many people are depressed in this life. They are trying, I've yet to see somebody depressed because of other people's problems. Most people depressed is they are tired of their own life. Focusing on your life is not what you are even created to do at all. That's why it never makes you happy. On the short run, it might look like, oh, you are buying all the things you like. But those things will not give you joy. They can't give you happiness. Selfishness is our first tendency, but it does not bring happiness. Selflessness. Way better. Has longer lasting effect than selfishness and self-centeredness. When you are too focused on self, you over-magnify yourself. You are too important. Everything is about you. The world revolves around you. And that destroys. Number what? Number four. (laughs) Worrying versus resting. Worrying versus what? Resting. 
A lot of people are anxious today because they are bothered about many things. You know what Bible says? <laughs> this one will annoy somebody now. Get ready. It won't annoy you, but it will shock you. Even though you've heard it before. You know what the Bible says? It says, take no thought for your life. Do you understand? He said, take no thought for your life. Did you bring it up? Don't worry about your life. Why are you anxious? You know why you're anxious? Every time you're anxious, every time you're worried, you know what you're doing? You're trying to be responsible for your own life. That's what, that's what making you upset and anxious. Hey, how will tomorrow be? Hey, my children, when I die, what will they be doing? What concern you? <laughs> he said, look at this. Therefore, I say unto you, do what? Don't think of your life. Exactly what most people don't want to do. He said, don't think of your life. Now, this is the wisdom of God. I know your flesh will say differently. The people around you are saying differently. Worry about yourself. If you don't worry about yourself, we worry about you. Worry about yourself. That's what they want to tell you. <laughs> but the wisdom of God is smarter than those people. Those people are here for the first time. They have not lived that long. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life. What you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what, shall, what you shall put on. He said, life is more than meat. Life is more than just eating, eating, eating. Take no thought for your life. Don't worry. Don't worry. Cast your cares upon the Lord, for He cares for you. Praise God. Most of us anxiety come from worry, 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 worry. I want my children to go to university from primary four. So that they can be fast. Fast to where? Where are you? Where are they going? You don't know where they're going. You have no clue where they're going. Take no thought for your life. I'm not married. I'm not married. Relax. Relax. Somebody sent me, you know, I can't say from all over the world. Somebody sent me mail that she's 23 and she's not married. She said, all her mates are married. Should I tell her? 23. <laughs> I'm just laughing. 23. All your mates are married. You have no clue. How many 33 are waiting? <laughs> you are 23. You are panicking. You see, and this, this goes to show you that anxiety has nothing to do with reality. A lot of things you are worrying about now. In a few years from now, you wonder why you were worrying about it then. You're worrying for no reason because your worry has not added. See, see the reason why your worry doesn't make sense. See, it doesn't add a cubit of flesh to you. It doesn't, it may, it, you understand? Whether you sleep through this problem or you worry through it, it makes no difference. So why are you stressing yourself? In fact, your worry will even stop you from getting the creativity and ideas to solve the issue. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. That's why I say you can't worry. Take no thought for it. You're worried. Now, that girl, if she's going to marry at 25 or at 35, if she worries from 23 to that time, it's just a long worry for no reason. It might affect her health. It might even limit, stop her from marrying. Because she'll be too anxious. By the time she meets the wrong person, she'll just jump on that one. Meanwhile, the real one is on behind. There are many people like that. They've entered one relationship, the real person now comes. And say, oh, you're in a relationship. We are close, intimate, real friends that talk every day. <laughs> Why? Don't worry. Jesus was in a boat that was, that was, there was storm. He was sleeping in the boat. He was sleeping. 
And they say, oh, you master, you care not that we perish. Oh, you have little faith. Why do you think you perish? I told you you are going to the other side. Don't let this temporary storm threaten you. We are not perishing. We are going to the other side. Hallelujah. Take no thought for your life. Take no thought. Many people are not living their life. They are worrying through life. For every single small thing. That anxiety will not allow you to receive from God because God can't reach you. You are you're already doing your own style, doing your own way to the solution. Instead of relaxing and resting in him, let him do it. Say, be still and know that I am God. He needs you to be relaxed. Say, those that believe, they do not make haste. They are not anxious. They are not anxious. Hallelujah. Whew. Take no thought for your life. 23. <laughs> First of all, statistically, sir, people that marry very early, 20 to, um, let's say, um, 23 down, for instance, statistically, they usually end up divorced quick more. So when God is delaying you sometimes, you need to trust God's timing. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? You need to trust God's timing. What would you rather, to marry at 22 and be divorced at 28? With many beatings going on. Statistically, maybe the matter. Now, and I, I'm telling you this. I, I've done this job for twenty something years, so I'm not just telling you something I'm guessing. This is stats that exist. I also have confirmed it in my own years of counseling. When people marry too early, they usually marry wrong, because they are not yet developed enough to understand what the commitment they are about to enter is about. They don't yet know what they are. Because see, see her reason. Say all our mates are married. Those are the things that influence you at that young age. You are very into what everybody's doing. As you start growing old, you discover that your lane is your lane. You little on your lane. When you are that young, go to what everybody's doing. You know that's how children are. Everybody's wearing this kind of dress. You too want to wear. As you start growing old, you know your body is not their body. Some things that fit them can't fit you. As you grow old, you become smart sometimes. Know that you are in an individual lane. Somebody gets what I'm saying. So you want to, those people, I've, I've done this research over and over in my counseling. People that married those early, especially ladies that married at 20, 22, they, they just married to run away from home. Most of them come back home. Most do. Go and check. Or the ones that stay, they are not happy in the marriage because they feel they married the wrong person. They feel they married wrongly. So they're either having boyfriends even though they are married. Or they are frustrated in the marriage that they are in, planning a way out. So relax. Don't worry. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. So if there's anything causing you anxiety, just pray about it. Really commit it to God and say, hey Lord, I'm bothered about so and so. And I want to bring it to you. And when you bring it to God, you hand it over to God. Not that you, if you come every day and remind Him, God doesn't forget. Yeah, He doesn't have a remembrance problem because people think you are, you, you think you are smarter than God. You have to remind Him. God, I care. It's me, oh. As I, as I have, this week, I have not seen anybody. So, I thought to come and just, in case you are busy, you know, your schedule is busy. I came to remind you. You see, when you pray like that and talk like that, it shows you, you didn't even believe the first time you dropped the problem. So he says, don't worry about anything, pray about everything. And he said, the peace of God. Look at this. 
do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. See the next verse. Next verse, guys. It says, and what will happen? Peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind. Because your heart and mind wants to panic, but every time you come to God in prayer, he puts a deposit of peace inside of you, and that peace is a supernatural peace. It's not natural, not natural one. It's not peace of mind. It's a supernatural peace, okay? It's this peace. Say, pass it all understanding. So this peace can make you be peaceful even when there's trouble around you. You're just peaceful. It's something God gives you. It's not peace of mind. Supernatural peace in your heart. It guards your heart and mind. All right. Number what are we in? Five. I have two more. I'm trying to manage my time. Purpose versus profit. Purpose versus what? Profit. The way we are structured in this life, everybody lives for money. That's how we are structured. How much can they pay you? Abby? What do you gain? That's what we are. We are all wired to think, but that's not how God works. God wants you to first live for purpose. Living for purpose is a higher way to live than for profit. God knows you need profit. Don't get me wrong. But he's saying, look, I want to bless you double. When you work in purpose, you get paid twice. When you work in purpose, you get paid what? Twice. So you get paid the money, but you get one aspect that people can, most people can't get. That is the fulfillment of doing what you were created by God to do. Fulfillment is tied to that one. And many people don't have it. And there's nothing as miserable as working for only money. This means you are a slave to money. And money is a bad slave master. Money is a good servant, but it's a bad master. Money is a good servant if you are the one sending it on errand. But if it's the one controlling you, it will deal with you. Many girls don't even know that they are prostitutes already. They don't even know. <laughs> you are just operating from home. You don't even know. Because you started small, small. Started small, small. From chicken. Buy me chicken. When you see girls saying, I can't marry a poor man, that's, you're already a slave to money. So, anybody that has money is, is eligible. So, if a monkey now has money, if somebody leave money for, money for a monkey now, he can join line. Because that's your criteria. They must have money. Money is a bad master. The things people will do for money. The things people do for money. Purpose versus profit. Like I said, I'm not saying you don't need profits. I'm not saying you should even, you know, make wise decisions to earn more money in your life. That's great. But you must also seek to find why you were put on this earth. Sometimes your day job is not your purpose. There are people that are blessed that their day job is their purpose also, so that's great. Some other people, you must understand that your day job is just something you do to pay your bills, but you must still seek to express the reason why you were created. Because that reason why you were created, there's a dimension of happiness you can never get except you express it. Do you know how it feels when you, you actually use what you were given by God? You actually express your gift and people are blessed by it? You can't even understand. People that sing, you understand what I'm talking about? 
when you sing and somebody's life is actually changed because of something you were created to, that expression, I mean, that joy and happiness cannot be quantified. No amount of money can take it. And that will make you live longer than any amount of money. You can earn a salary and be grumbling and be angry throughout the month. And this is how some people live. They are going to work every day. They are upset. They are just mumbling. This man go shout now. They don't say my You would die early that way. That's hypertension building up. That's why hypertension is tension that has become hyper. <laughs> you don't know. That's high, that's high blood pressure. Statistically, they said more people get heart attacks on Sunday night. Because they are thinking of tomorrow's work. <laughs> So, if you are not blessed enough to be doing your, for your day job to be your purpose, then as you are doing your day job to pay your bills, which is okay, still find what exactly God wants you to do. And your purpose can be anything. There's no limit to what it can be. For somebody like me, my purpose is uh, being a pastor. My gifts is being a teacher. I enjoy teaching because it's tied to my purpose of pastoring. It's what I'm created to do. One day I was on a plane, I told them during the week, I was on a plane, and I, there was a woman that didn't know how to open the toilet of the plane. An elderly woman. So I showed her how to open the toilet of the plane, how to lock it. I felt so good. Because I love teaching. I like when I bring people to a higher level of knowledge. So I, I felt so good. That I was able to, you just show, that, that, see, when is your gift? You, you can do it for free. You love to do it. You don't, you don't need money to motivate you. You love to do it. So find what else is your gift. In case it's not your day job. There's something else you would love to do. It might be serving people. Because every human being has a desire to contribute something meaningful with their life. Every human being. is inside you somewhere. A desire to be to do something meaningful beyond you. Beyond just bread and butter eats. Cholesterol eats. There's something inside you yearning for expression beyond eating. But fortunately, you, you are blinding that one. You are focusing on eating, eating. And there's no amount of eating you can do in this world that can bring you up. What can you eat that we have not eaten? What can you do? How many cars can you drive? How many houses can you sleep in? You are limited. Somebody get what I'm saying? Some of you, your purpose can be serving another person. Because some people, when they hear purpose, they think it must mean, I must do something, I must start. So, no. Some of you, your purpose is just assisting. That's where your purpose is. That's where you find the highest fulfillment. Aaron's purpose was supporting Moses. That's it. You must not go and start your own company, or you must not go and start your own um, fellowship, or whatever. It doesn't follow. Many people, your purpose will be to serve other people. That's where your purpose is. Serve somebody. If you are the PA of somebody doing something, that can be your purpose, assisting somebody to achieve something greater. Because we live in a world where nobody wants to do small, in quote, seemingly small jobs. Because we are all attracted to the main person we see on the stage. This house can be effective without many, many, many people doing many, many things to make it work. But it's me everybody focuses on most of the time, so they think I'm the star. No, I'm not. There are many people making things happen. I contribute nothing to the music. I don't know anything about the music. There are people making that happen. I don't know anything about this sound, these speakers, how they are connected. There are many people making it happen. There are many other aspects. Somebody getting what I'm saying? There's a purpose inside you. There's no useless person. There's no purposeless person. Don't confuse your career with your purpose. There's something unique you can do for the kingdom. And that takes me to my last point. 
giving versus keeping. Giving versus what? Keeping. <laughs> See what the Bible says. It says it is more blessed to give than to keep. <laughs> Wisdom of God. It says it is more blessed to give than to what? Keep. See it here. Acts 20.35. It said, I have showed you all things, how that in so laboring you ought to you ought to support the weak and to remember the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. So this Jesus has said this. How he said, it is more what? Blessed to what? Give than to what? Receive. Giving versus keeping. Giving versus receiving. It says, in everything I showed you, by, ex- by example, that by working hard, in this way you must help the weak. And remember the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, that he himself said, it is more what? Blessed. And what? Happiness. Brings greater joy to give than to what? Receive. Giving versus receiving. Your fleshly, selfish side wants to keep receiving. It thinks it will be happier by receiving. But the wisdom of God said, no, you will actually be happier by giving. You will get more blessed. Because for everything you give, you will get the joy of giving. You will get the joy of changing somebody's life. You also get the joy of receiving it back. Because God will not owe you. He will still bless you back. So in other words, the thing in your hand can be greater when it's given than when it's eaten. When it's eaten, it goes to the toilet. When it's given, it ginger up a harvest that keeps increasing. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Giving. Giving. I'm going to challenge us to give today. We must. I, even for me to drive in here today was was a long story because of how the cars are. We're, we're getting pressed to move out of this place. I know some of you don't, kingdom things don't bother you. You just want to focus on yourself. That, that's an unhappy way to live. And I'm not saying this just for saying sake. It's what the Bible says. You can't live for yourself. Sacrificing for the things of God is how to live. Sacrifice might look painful on the short run. But on the, on the long run, you'll be happy that you did. Next Sunday, I'm going to show you a video or a picture of what our church venue used to be many years ago. Because in somebody's mind, they're thinking, oh, do we need another venue? I will show you what it used to be. If people at that time said that, you, you won't be here. I will show you the picture. It was a small kiosk. If all of us that time in that kiosk said we're all happy. Do we need another place? We will not be here. So don't let the devil tell you, do we need another place? Let's just stay here. Nah. We still have more people to reach. I get what I'm saying. And we will not stop. The work of the kingdom must keep expanding. It's more blessed to give than to receive. 
And what happens most times is that because many people don't buy into what the church is doing, it becomes strenuous for the few that are trying to do it. That's why I started with the t-shirt thing. For me, it just shows how much people follow what we are saying. So people just come to church and they don't even listen, they don't care. That's not how to live. That's not how to live. Oh, oh, you, you're waiting for God to appear here. Ooh, your own video is disturbing you. Because I think what you're waiting for is for God to... Ooh, 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 in white bed sheets. Maybe I'll do that next Sunday. Maybe I'll do it next Sunday. That's how some of you hear what I'm saying. My son, 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 son. And daughter, 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 daughter. Obey, hey, hey. What your pastor is Because you think that when God tells me I will do it, guess who sent me here to talk to you? God has been talking to you. But you, you're just stubborn. You just hardened in your heart. You don't listen. You don't you don't follow. I don't know what people are doing. You know the, the rich man that died and went to hell. You know what he told last, uh, Abraham, Father Abraham? He said, let me go and tell my brothers. He said, let them listen to the preachers. That's all they are going to get. When you get to heaven, God will say, didn't you hear? You say, God, when do you tell me? He said, Pastor Key spent something years of his life telling you. On my behalf, I sent him to you. But you are too hardened. Come many people expecting God to come and tell them personally. That's what, that's what I'm doing here. Oh, you think I, all this I'm talking, I'm talking to myself? No, I'm not. God sent me to you. Every time you disobey what I'm telling you, you are disobeying God. Oh, yeah, he sent me to you. I'm not just saying what I like from the blues. Okay, next week I wear white sheet. I think that will help you. Because like, some people don't get it. Every time you resist what has been preached, that's God's word to you. God is talking to you every day. He's not going to send more than this to you. Okay, you're waiting for thunder, brimstone, for light to be blinking. I can get my electric guy guys to blink the light. Guys, prepare. Next Sunday we are doing Holy Ghost meeting. White bed sheet, Holy Ghost. So you fling the light for me. So that, because that's what some people need to, you know, home video is what they knew. So we want to do that for them. So that you know it's God talking. It's God talking. It's God challenging you. So we say we're, we're doing a, a project, we're buying a new property. That's God. It's not my house. It's not my name that will be there. It's not my house. All of us will leave it and go. It's God's house. It's God calling for it. So when you don't respond, you are being hardened. Somebody in the group that we belong to, where we discussed it, the person said, David didn't even have this privilege of building God a house. And yet, God has given us the privilege to do it. Because David wanted to build God a house. God told him, no, I don't want you to do it. He says, well, David didn't have that chance. You, you have the chance, but you are hardened like a rock. Fear. Gripping you. You don't want to stretch your faith for the things of God. No love, no emotion for the things of God. So you don't want to, but you stretch your faith for sure. Every time you make a deposit that will pay later, that's your faith. Oh, you don't know it's your faith? Because you don't have the full money, but you like the shoe. So you say, I'll pay, I'll drop 5k now. You don't have the remaining 5k, but you say, I will get it in the name of Jesus. That's exactly what you should be doing for kingdom expansion. Because that shoe, from the day you buy it, the value drops. And keeps dropping forever. You must compare everything you do. That will it matter in five years? The thing you are spending money on today. Will it matter in five years? Okay. Will it matter in ten years? Okay. Will it matter in twenty years? Okay. Will it matter in eternity? 
the hair you are buying now will it matter in a time? Are you taking it to heaven? In 20 years, will it still have value? One of the people that made a pledge in the group we belong to, she said, ah, she's going to give the money she was planning to use for vacation. She was planning to go on vacation sometime this year. She's going to give it for the project. Vacation is great. After you go, in fact, from when you are there, it's useless. After you go, it's gone. It's gone. You need to go again next year. So that won't even make one year to be useless. How much more five years? How much more ten years? How much more eternity? Many of you are never thinking of eternity. You are smart enough to invest in your future in this life. You are not smart enough to invest in eternity. Are you really kidding me right now? Can I see people saying I'm buying shares for my future? Which one? Because your future here is short. Then you are calling your future here is short. Compared to your real future. And I'm sorry that pastors, we don't tell you so much about eternity. So let me just tell you a bit of it. What you believe will determine where you spend eternity. How you behave will determine how you spend eternity. I'll say it again. (laughs) Because you need to sink in. Our belief determines where we spend eternity. Our behavior determines how we spend eternity. What does that mean? Believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior qualifies you to go to heaven. The things you do while you are here as a Christian determines the quality of life you will live there. Why would you think in your mind that the person making sacrifices for God and you, that you barely can come to church, both of you when you get to heaven, you all be the same. You really, will God be just by doing that? I don't know if you're hearing what I'm saying. Let's say me. I, I give all my earnings. Let's say I give all my earnings in this life to kingdom work, to helping the poor, to kingdom work. Then you, you eat all your earnings. You think two of us will be the same in heaven. Then, 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 then why am I doing it? God will be unjust to do that. He's a just God. Ah, God believes in list. I will show you next Sunday. God like list. That's why there's something called the book of life. It's a list. I will show you. There, there are going to be two judgments in heaven. Next week we'll look at this. So if you don't know, there are two judgments in heaven. There's judgment for sinners. Then there's judgment for believers. I will show you in the Bible. Don't worry. Two judgments. So some of you laughing and roasting around. You think you will join me that have preached the gospel of 20 something years? You'll be on the same level? You'll be in BQ. You can't live on BQ on the earth and still live in BQ in heaven. Ask Lazarus. Lazarus did nothing for the kingdom. So he went to Abraham's bosom. Can't have his own house. Jesus said, I'm building mansions. But I put that will live in those BQ of the mansions. Because you did nothing. You just escaped to heaven. You added no value to the kingdom on the earth. I will show you this list. God is a record keeper. See, you can't give reward without record. Oh. You can't give reward without record. She's HR person now. How do you do HR? Don't you record people's appraiser? That's what that means. The bonus and the other thing they give them. So you just float into heaven. You ate all your tithes. You ate all your giving. You ate everything. And you arrive, they clap for you. They say, move to one side. It's not you we're waiting for. Abraham, them are coming. David are coming. Pastor K, they come. Pastor the boy are coming. People that serve God are coming. Move! Think people sacrificing their destiny for the kingdom. They are the they are, you know, you, they, they, um, where is Bywa? There's somebody that came for um, um, Camp David. She's a missionary. She's a white woman. Lives in America. She's resigned her job to be going to Africa to preach. So you and that person now, we line up. You that are located from Nigeria to Canada. To go and eat. She left the uh, Canada to come here to suffer. The two of you line up. You are equal. 
That, that will make God unjust. That will make God, and if it's true, then what, then of what use I'm, all the stress I'm stressing? If we're all going to be at the same level, let me just lie down, close the church. If I will set the land, I relocate. Are you here, somebody? Don't let nobody fool you, man. What you believe determines where you spend eternity. How you behave determines how. Some of you are going to envy us in heaven. I can tell you that for free. God has record. I will show you next week. Keeps record. He said, if you give a glass of water in my name, the, the reward is not because it's a glass of water. It's because you are giving it in my name. So if you like, go and be dashing water, but that's what I'm saying. It's kingdom water for kingdom purpose. DJ, bring the scripture now. It's in my name that makes it. So say, if you give a glass of water in my name, say you will no wise lose your reward. So there's reward system. I will show you next week. There are two judgments on the last day. Two. One for sinners. To tell them, my brother, you are sentenced to life in imprisonment in hell. Then believers, line up. Show me your works. Show me your works. Your works will be tested by fire. I will show you this in next week. Don't miss next week. Look at this. And whosoever shall give a drink unto one of these little ones, a cup of cold water, only what? In my name. Of, in the name of a disciple. Verily I say unto you, he shall in no wise. This is Jesus. Say there's a reward system. You eat all your tithe. You eat all your following all people talking rubbish. They, they will all, when they all line up, they will be shaking. You want to be the same as Abraham that gave up his son? You are his mate. As what? David. Even when God told David, don't build the temple. You know what David did? He, he gave his whole offering in her head. He said, you will build one day. Take my pledge now. Whenever you build, add it because I must be part of it. So you and that person now, that you, you are hiding your own. They won't call you to build, you run. Can you be on the same level? I want to challenge us to give. I want us to receive all the giving for that building project to end it today. That's what I want to do. Because the money is in this house. If you need to go and sell the wig you bought, go and return it. Collect the deposits you have. One guy went to preach in one village. He thought they didn't have money. They needed to build something, a church in the village. But she knows that most of the people were villagers. They didn't even have money. So she told them, don't stress yourself. Oh, you know, give what you can. But if you don't have, it's okay. One woman came. One very poor woman came. Brought money. Plenty money in gold. Ah, the man said, you are a poor person in the village. How do you get this money? She said she sold herself as a slave. To collect money. To give to kingdom. You and that person now, we line up with your heavy wig. That is your whole investment in this life. You think two of you will be on the same level in heaven? That would be unfair. That would make God a very unjust God. If we are all going to the same level. What you believe determines where you spend eternity. How you behave determines how you spend eternity. We are all not going to be. He said there will be stars on some people. Some people, they will be Korofo. You know Korofo? Nothing. Even name tag, they don't have. Give me those pledge slips. We have about 600 million to go for this building project. I want it to complete it. This is 600 cards representing 1 million each. Now, um, some of you here, you know you can't be giving 1 million at your level. You know you can't embarrass yourself like that. But I want to finish this thing. If you know you can give 20 million, 10 million, 5 million, 1 million, please come. Come and collect one of these things. 
If you know you can do that, let's come quickly. Come to this front here because I want to pray with you and let's agree together. You can give any of this within these ranges I've mentioned. 25, 10, 1 million. Please come. How many of these things do you want? <laughs> take as much as you want. Don't worry. One sleep represents one million. So, but take as much as you want. This thing must finish oh, today. So, no, don't go. We're going to pray together. So, don't go. Take as many as you want. Be honest, oh, as God is leading you. So, of you should take 20. Take five. Take as much as you want. Come if you're in the audience. Don't. Uh... The delay in um, from Wednesday, we've started paying a penalty. I told you guys that for not completing our our payment on that land, we are paying a penalty. I told you that last time. From Wednesday, we are we are being charged ninety thousand naira every day. So if you are buying week, just know that the week is costing you beyond the amount you are paying. You are adding ninety thousand every day. I want us to clear that bill sharply. This giving is for, you have between, listen carefully again, so you understand what we're saying. You have between now and the end of the year, okay? In case of those of you stretching yourself that you, and you don't have the cash today, I understand that. You have between now and the end of the year to clear it. However, there are some of you that you have what you can give now. The reason I'm saying you need to give whatever you can give now, even if you have a part of it, bring it now, because, like I said, we're paying 90000 every day. This payment is being delayed. I need more people to join. This can be everybody that can give one million naira. Stretch yourself. Don't be afraid. You deposit for shoe by faith and come and balance. Then you can't do this one. Stretch yourself. God will make a way for you. Do I still have anything left among the one we shared? If you still want, please let me know. Don't take what's below your... Okay, you still have here. You still want... They want more on this side. Diamond, come that way. Come and give them. I hope you address, you are seeing how few people respond to the things of God. Because most of you, you come to church, you don't think we are many. We are not many. We are few, actually. The rest are spectators. They are fans that came to watch football players. Fans are usually more than players in the stadium. If you can give 500k, come. If you can give anywhere in the hundreds of thousands, whether it's 900 or 800 or 500, please quickly come and join us. Do that quickly. So you, you would um, tear the sleep and take one of it. Diamond, please give this people. If you can give 500k. This can be all the people that can give in this church. This cannot be. Don't be ashamed. It's important you come out. We're doing something. Your coming is not to embarrass you. Sometimes you inspire somebody else. So like your life is always beyond you. Don't think of only yourself. That I'm shy. Don't, don't do that. It's not about just you. All the fine girls I see in this church with all this expensive hair. Hey, God. Please still give anybody. If you still need the cards, if you're in front, please raise your hand. I have to close now. If you still need the cards, please give them a signal and give you. Now, if you're in the, if you're in the, if you're in the audience and you can give anything less than 500k and you want the card, raise your hand. They will give you the, the other cards. If you can give anything, everybody should participate, basically. So, if you're here, you can't even give 10,000. You can't even give... You, you believe God that God will bless you. Alright? When God calls you to give, He doesn't expect only you to do it. He'll partner with you and open doors for you. 
If you want to give something else other than 500, write on your seats. Please raise your hand. They'll give you a card. Let's do this quickly because I have to close. Already, uh, time for second service. Is that extra? These extras. Okay. Okay. Just keep it here, boy. I'll need it for second service. Please raise your hand if you're in the crowd and you can give anything less than 500 is what you can do. Whether it's 100K, 200K, 20K, 50K, 5K, 1K. But everybody needs to participate. Wow. In this, our crowd of church, see the few people that came out. <laughs> this is very interesting. Heaven is watching. <laughs> I'm happy things like this are happening. So the next time you're saying we are plenty, you will know that we are not plenty. We have a lot of fans, not followers of Jesus, just fans. They love this work. They love the fun. They love the jokes. <laughs> but they are not interested in the things of God. Mm, they don't care. These few people in our car park is full. We can't park cars. <laughs> there is a list, sir. Heaven has lists. I will show you next Sunday. I think everything is free. We just, just jump around. I will show you something in the book of Nehemiah. <laughs> you will be assured. List. God like list. And it starts from the book of life. And the other books. Alright. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. Please, if you are in the audience and you need the, you want to give anything less than 500k, please also collect this. There's a place slip for you to collect it and give. There doesn't matter. God knows your size, so between you and God. Father, I thank you for everybody giving today. Lord, I thank you that you do a quick work in their lives, that they will be able to redeem the seed and even more in the name of Jesus. Let doors be opened unusually. Let there be favor over their lives as they desire in their heart to sow. Nothing will stop it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. They will enjoy the benefit of giving. The joy of it and the favor of it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Please, um, when you go back to your city, you need to fill out this thing. We need to get it today because we too are trying to keep a list. Our children's children will know the people that gave for this project. We'll not, no, no, we'll not do those free things again because my children will grow and they will join one big facility. We'll tell them that your, your dad was not there. He was around, but he never gave one naira. Look at the list. So there's a list coming up. The way I know that God is in trying to list. We are going to do a list here too. That's how to do it. So nobody can be jumping around. You can't be casting me. Pastor, come and sit down three hours with me. And you're contributing nothing. Just want to suck our blood. Those days are gone. Thank you. You can clap for them, please, as they go back. <laughs> clap for them as they go back. Yes. In second service, make sure there are biros in front so that they can fill it here. Please, you must fill this thing and return it today. Don't take it home. That's the instruction. Praise God. Were you blessed today? Even if you're angry, it doesn't matter. I'm not here to please you. Who is doing announcement? Come. I'm not here. I'm not in the entertainer. So if you're angry, it's good. <laughs> we know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412. Or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org. David's Christian Center, home of victorious people.